Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about anxiety's grip on falling asleep. Now, we all know that falling asleep is a problem when you are in the grip of anxiety. And I thought today I wanted to explain some of the reasons why we have difficulty falling asleep so that maybe you can come at your sleep evening hygiene in a different way because you may be missing what is actually happening. Anxiety plays a significant role in disrupting sleep and preventing us from falling asleep to begin with. And so I thought we would talk about these specific ways in which anxiety can impact our sleep. Because when you are familiar with these, you can look in your life and see which ones you are dealing with. You won't be dealing with all of them and maybe only one, but then you can actually zoom in on what you need to do to make your evening time, your bedtime, and your sleep time more conducive for rest and actually staying in a good night's sleep. So I wanted to start with Mahatma Gandhi's quote, which I love, and he said, Man should forget his anger before he lies down to sleep. And I just wonder, starting with that, how many of us are taking our problems to bed with us. It would be wonderful if we could actually begin to create in our evening routine a little space for us to, as Gandhi said, forget our anger before we lie down. And I would include with that all of the other things we carry around that we don't need to take into our bedtime with us. So with that in mind, let's go through the different ways, the different roles that anxiety can have in preventing us from having a really good night's sleep or from actually even falling asleep. And the first one is hyperarousal. That's anxiety's fight or flight response. If that is coursing through us, you know, releasing stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline and the whole cascade of hormonal release that happens when we are 
in fight or flight. This heightened state of arousal can really make it difficult for us to relax enough to transition into calm and sleep-inducing states. And so we want to be on the lookout for this, okay? You don't want to be hyper-aroused about it, but be on the lookout if you are hyper-aroused at bedtime. Now, another one would be our racing thoughts. Now, many of us have experienced racing thoughts. We know what this is, thoughts about worry, things that are going on in the day, overthinking. And when we are trying to fall asleep, the anxious mind could be then zooming in and being preoccupied with our concerns, our stressors, or hypothetical scenarios, you know, the what ifs, making it challenging to quiet the mind and enter that restful state, that place where we can let go and actually drift off. The next one is physical tension. So anxiety can lead to physical tension and actual discomfort. Muscles in our body may remain tense from our day, making it harder for the body to relax physically. And this tension can create discomfort and restlessness, and this can further impede our ability to fall asleep. Next up is our increased heart rate that can be going on. Anxiety is associated with increased heart rate. And a rapid heartbeat can create a sense of alertness and make it difficult for us to reach the lower heart rates that are typically associated with the sleep onset phase. And we can feel like we are just too alert. And maybe we are ready to go to sleep. It's that time. It's our regular routine. But this increased heart rate can be keeping us too alert. And we will get into ways that we can deal with all of these things a little bit later on. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
Another one is hypervigilance. Now, when we're anxious, we may be hypervigilant and on such high alert to potential threats or problems that there is no way we are relaxing. This state of heightened awareness can make it challenging to let go and actually surrender, which is what we need to do to fall asleep, to surrender to the actual sleep process. Yes, we actually need to surrender to sleep. We can't make ourselves go to sleep. We have to let ourselves go to sleep. It's a letting go. And this in and of itself is why it is extremely difficult for a lot of people. Next up would be nightmares or night sweats, because some people have experienced this and they are worried about it. And anxiety disorders are often linked with nightmares or night sweats. And those can really disrupt the sleep cycle and make it troublesome for someone to maintain a consistent and restful sleep pattern. We could also be having circadian rhythm disruptions. Chronic anxiety can disrupt the body's circadian rhythm, and that's our internal clock that regulates our sleep and wake cycles. And this disruption can lead to irregular sleep patterns and difficulty falling asleep at our desired time. And another one that we have that is extremely common is fear of insomnia. Now, for many people, they are actually having anxiety about not being able to fall asleep. And this can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. The fear of insomnia can create a cycle of worry and anticipation, making it even more challenging to relax and drift off into sleep. And this is very common for people who have experienced insomnia at one point or another. They become locked into the fear that it is going to happen again, which in and of itself sets up the cycle. So in order to address sleep difficulties related to our anxiety, we want to be sure that we are benefiting from relaxation techniques. We've talked about many of them here over time. Mindfulness exercises can be extremely helpful. And in some cases, you may need extra help. But usually I find that people are able to, once they understand what is going on in their particular case, be able to come at their sleep and evening routine in a way in which it allows them to relax and surrender to sleep. But creating this bedtime routine can take a little bit of time. So I want you to be kind to yourself and go about this in a creative and curious manner rather than slaying the dragon, so to speak. Just look at it as a project or something that you're working on, and you're going to figure out eventually. Be curious about it. It's not going to help you at all to be tense and really anxious about fixing this. Again, because what do we need to fall asleep? We need to surrender and let go. So those are the things we're going to be concentrating on so that we can have 
better sleep. So if your sleep difficulties persist, you know, get some help with it. Obviously, speak with your healthcare team, find somebody that can help you with your anxiety, a therapist, a coach, join our group, talk about these things with other people who are going through it or have been through it, but get some support if you need. You're not alone in this at all. This is very, very common. But what's not common is to be so tired that all you want to do is go to bed and go to sleep, but you still find it a challenge to fall into your sleep. So resistance to sleep has many roots, many of the things that I just described, but being on guard, activating our lizard brain is actually the most common in anxious people. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the amygdala here. This is the alarm system to danger, but that same alarm does us no good if it's going off when there is no danger. Remember, we can be in discomfort without having danger, but we may be so hypervigilant and so on edge that we are registering all of our discomforts as danger, keeping the lizard brain, our amygdala, on high alert. And this oversensitive amygdala often is looking for trouble when you are snug in bed, safe and sound, doors are locked, it's dark, it's comfortable, and you're ready for a good night's sleep. And that amygdala said, I don't know, there's got to be something out there because I am on. So we want to make sure we know how to let our amygdala go back to its natural state, which is off until it is needed. So how do we do those things? Well, you want to consider your meditation practice during the day as part of your healthy sleep regime. This is the time during the day when we are discharging much of the load that we carry with us. And it can make letting go into sleep challenging if we do not discharge all of this load that we carry all throughout the day. And we discharge things like this, this load that we are carrying in our mind, and then our body's physical tension results from that. We can discharge that through our meditation practice. Even short meditation practices of five minutes can help you to regain your peace and calm let your muscles relax, let the amygdala know all is well, and having a moment where you have let go of all that you were carrying up to that point. Many letting go periods during the day like that will help lighten the load at bedtime with less for your lizard brain alarm system to be working on. It may have gotten the message eventually with many of those mini letting go periods that, oh, all is well. I don't need to be on high alert, scanning the horizon for trouble and danger. I can rest. I can stand down. Now, historically, sleep puts us in a vulnerable position, right? So our overstimulated amygdala may think that it still needs to keep on guard. This is the ancient part of our brain. 
And it maybe hasn't in your life caught up to the fact that you are not in such a vulnerable position that it needs to be on while you are cozy in your bed. We have to train ourselves as to when to let go. And so much of this can happen through our body, teaching our body how to let go so that our mind can get the message and relax, even teaching that overstimulated amygdala that we are finally safe and it can stand down. Now, most of our challenges are in our head, not outside the cave. But like I said, this is the ancient part of our brain. And its entire role is to keep us safe and sound. And so we are safe and sound in a home with doors locked. And we are not needing the amygdala to be on such high alert that the little snapping of the twig outside is dangerous. So we need to have this kind of conversation with this part of our brain. It's okay. They'll let it know. All is well. Remind yourself that you are safe and sound and that all is well in this moment. Now that is taming the amygdala. I have whole episodes on that. And it's important because it is a part of us that we need. We need to be able to jump into fight or flight at a moment's notice to keep us into safety. But again, it may be that our amygdala is overstimulated. We have let it go on and on throughout the day, adding stress and strain as our day went on without coming back to home base and letting our mind and body know all is well. That's why I like those little mini meditation periods throughout the day. So let's look at some things that you could try yourself. And again, letting go of the day's challenges in the evening. If you have done little mini meditations throughout the day, you're already ahead of the game. But if not, make sure that you have a few moments of maybe journaling or having a meditation practice as part of your sleep routine. Maybe this is when you have your prayer time reading inspirational material, or having some gentle stretching. When I say gentle stretching, I do want to caution you from doing intense exercise in the evening because we don't want our heart rate to go up. We want to be able to have it be relaxing. So gentle stretching can be really helpful. And what I like about inspirational reading is that you could be doing this with a real book. And I like that because I don't want the big blue light of your phone or your iPad or whatever reaching your eyes. Maybe having a low light in the bedroom and having your bedside book of inspirational material and reading a few lines out of a prayer book or an inspirational book and letting your eyes get tired from the back and forth movement of reading across the page. It's actually quite helpful and is a part of getting you tired. Many people get very tired from reading and many people fall asleep meditating. So why not use these to your advantage at your bedtime? 
you could use the Anxiety Coaches Podcast body scan. It's on our website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and there's a body scan page, and you can keep that and listen at bedtime if a body scan is helpful for you to relax enough to fall asleep because it lets you sink into that nowhere to go and nothing to do time. Another great thing to remember when you have difficulty falling asleep is to take a hot shower or bath and you get extra points if you use some Epsom salts in there. But you want to do that a few hours before bedtime. And it is the warm bath that when you come out of the warm bath and you are in your bed, your body is cooling. And that's what the body wants to be doing in order to fall asleep. So again, make sure your room is comfortable, meaning the room is cool enough to fall asleep. Most people don't do well sleeping in a hot and warm environment. You can always put a blanket over you, but having your face cool is very conducive to falling asleep. So another thing I want you to keep in mind is going to bed and getting up at the same time every day. And that includes weekends. And I know that's not going to work all the time. I get that. But if you are having difficulty sleeping, you want to conquer this. And I think that this can be very, very helpful for you. So please keep that in mind. You could also listen to boring or soothing bedtime stories or calming music. And there's lots of great stuff out there in the podcast world for you on that and on YouTube or any of your own collection. Do use that to your advantage. And plan to go to bed earlier to avoid getting that second wind that comes to us in the evening that can really re-energize us and keep us from falling asleep. And remind yourself as you get into your bed that you are safe and sound and that all is well in this moment. It sounds like I say this a lot, but the brain needs to hear it over and over again. We need to remind ourselves that we are safe. And actually, when you say that to yourself, relax all of those muscles from your head all the way down to your toes and become, as Claire Weeks would say, like a wet noodle. Just relaxing your muscles sends a message that you are not in danger. And that is often the problem that is keeping people awake is the accumulation of all of the struggle and stress that we had throughout the day that maybe wasn't life-threatening dangerous, but the amygdala doesn't know that. Every little danger adds up, causes it to need to stay on high alert. Let's get that all calmed back down again by using our own prefrontal cortex that can think beyond being safe or in danger, where we can say to ourselves, I am okay right now. I can relax my muscles. I can put a little smile on my face and I can close my eyes. 
I hope that this was helpful for you. And again, if you need extra help, look into your healthcare team, our group, a coach, a therapist, whatever might help you, but you're not alone. And many people write to me and tell me what a joy it is to have understood what was going on with them with their sleep, putting into practice the relaxing techniques that we talk about here, and finally finding that ease of drifting off to sleep every night. And now for today's quote. Sleep is the best meditation, and that's from the Dalai Lama. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.